0: Do you allow your champagne bottles to pop? Do you cancel plans without rescheduling? Do you make the elderly stand on the subway? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things I can make. Hi, hey everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Nick Layton, coming to you from New York. And by my side today is Leah Bonema. Hello. Leah may or may not have actually been raised by wolves in a small town in Maine.
1: And completely delighted by it as well, <laughs> <laughs> which I know upsets
0: Nick. I'm proud of it. Uh, so <laughs> let's just get right down to it with our moose bush today.
1: Which I think we should discuss what an moose bush is for all of those out there. Okay. Unlike ourselves. No,
0: of course, surely we you don't don't know. don't know what
1: a, a happy mouth.
0: <laughs> yes, literally happy mouth. Uh, it's like... like... Like uh, at a fancy restaurant, a little taste from the chef before the meal begins, like a toast point or a canal or a little consomme. Chips and dip. Chips and dip. Yes. Uh, yeah. Guac and chips. That's a technically an amuse bouge, Of course. Yeah. So for today's amuse-bouche, I want to talk about opening champagne. Sounds good. For you, what is the key thing when you open champagne? Do you know?
1: I feel like what I think the key thing is, isn't going to be the key thing, but I'm just going <laughs> to own it. I've worked at a lot of weddings. Okay. I feel like the key is getting it open. Okay.
0: That, <laughs> oh, we agree.
1: Yes. The key is getting that champagne out to people for the toast.
0: Okay. Speed.
1: Speed. want to pop it. Like okay. You already said, do you pop your champagne? So I was like, oh no, I thought that was the fun part.
0: Yeah, no, don't pop Cause it. Because you always
1: kind of, I, I thumb it boop, 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 up to the top and then I...
0: Oh, God. No. Uh, no. Okay. Am I just supposed
1: to break the top off on a <laughs> on a table? <laughs> okay, shh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me just explain. Okay. So, popping is incorrect. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Okay, so here's how it works. Obviously, you want to start with a chilled bottle of champagne. So, chilling is very key. And you want to have your glasses ready. And it's nice to have a towel nearby. This is optional, though. If you do it right, you will not need the towel. So, the first thing you do on a champagne bottle, there's the foil. Remove the foil. And then under the foil there's like this little cage, which you're familiar with, and it's called a mouselé. Oh. So that's a little little vocab for today. So a mouselé is that wire cage that's over the champagne bottle, and it takes exactly six twists to get it off. Oh, wow. This is some standardized thing, (laughs) because there's probably only one manufacturer of machinery that puts these things on. So it's always six twists, and you want to loosen it, but you do not want to remove the cage. You leave the cage on.
1: Oh, I've been living a lie.
0: So you leave the cage on because once you remove the loose in the cage, you've armed the bottle of champagne. It's like taking the safety off of a gun. Oh, wow. And uh, some German scientist did some study where he determined that a bottle of champagne, the cork can come out at 25 miles an hour. Oh, wow. Or that's 40 kilometers an hour for our international (laughs) listeners. And actually, if the bottle of champagne is hot, if you didn't chill it, apparently the speed of a cork can be like 60 miles an hour. Really? Yeah. So you can poke out an eye. Wow. So you've armed the bottle of champagne. And once you've loosened the musole, you're going to keep your thumb on the top of the bottle. So you're going to keep sort of the cork in and you're going to grip the cage tightly. And then you're going to twist the bottle, not the cork. That's key. Oh, wow. Yeah. And now some people use a towel around the mouselé, the cage, to get a little more grip. That's optional. Do it or not. Your call. But. Twist the bottle. That's mandatory. And then as you're twisting slowly, you will sort of feel the pressure build against the cork. And I like to kind of try and hold the cork back to prevent it from opening too fast. And then you keep doing that. And eventually you'll hear like a little hiss.
1: Oh. We're going to do
0: ASMR for this. (laughs) So you're going to feel a hiss. And that's what you want. You want it to make as little sound as possible. If it pops, you've done it wrong. Because if it pops, that means you've let all this gas escape. That's when you can get, you know, champagne pouring out and you're wasting it. But once it hisses open, then the cork will just come out and you toss the cork and the cage aside and then voila.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: We have learned so much.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I never would have guessed. I don't even think I've ever seen champagne open that way.
0: That's the proper way. So I don't know where you're getting your champagne. I mean, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that is the proper way to do it. So if it pops, it's wrong. (laughs) So now it's time for a question of etiquette. Let's go deep. Deep, deep, deep. Let's just do it. So I want to talk about canceling plans because this happens. Oh, a lot. Canceling happens. And canceling is not always a bad thing. I mean, I think you get to a certain age, and I think I'm of that age, where if you have like dinner plans with somebody and they cancel on you, you're actually thrilled. You're like, oh, thank God, I could just go home tonight and just get into my PJs. Yes. And I I don't know what age that is, but you know you're officially an adult when you're like thrilled about plans being canceled. (laughs) Yeah, you're like,
1: oh, I'm just going to go home and watch Netflix.
0: But there's a right way and a wrong way to cancel plans on people. And I really dislike when people cancel the wrong way. And I think this is a public service
1: okay, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited and also anxious because I'm like, I'm about to hear the way that I've always canceled.
0: <laughs> well, I think the general rule is if you cancel on someone, it is on you to reschedule. Yes. I th- and that's as simple as that. Because if you do not reschedule with me, I am under the strong impression that you are not actually interested. Yes. And that's about dating. That's about a job interview. That's about friends. That's in any aspect of human interaction. I think if you cancel on someone and do not make an effort to reschedule, like, well, that signal is clear.
1: Yeah. But I mean, that, that might be the... Their signal. That might be their way of letting you know. In which case I I can take that hint. But I mean, I guess the thing is that realize that that's what you're doing.
0: Yes. If that's, if that's what you want to do, then do that. And then fine, I can go my own way. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept that life is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're not meant for everybody. Yep. I didn't need that job. No, I don't need that friendship. <laughs> no, I can swipe left. Yes. But if you didn't intend to do that and you don't reschedule immediately after canceling, well, then that's on you.
1: Yeah, it is on you. Yeah.
0: So that I think is just the rule that people should know, that this is the societally agreed upon signal about interest.
1: Yeah, and also give people enough time.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the earliest you know that you need to cancel, you have to communicate that.
1: I also, one thing that really bothers me is that if you know that you have to cancel, but you're, I've noticed a lot of people will be like, hey, and then it's this whole thing where I'm like, are you trying to see if I would, why don't you just tell me what it is that you need to do otherwise or that you have to cancel instead of me now having to play a guessing game with what this message means.
0: So if somebody wants to cancel on you but wants you to cancel first?
1: No, they want to cancel but they don't they feel bad about it. Am I going to be upset? Have I been like, you know what I mean? I, this happens a lot with people in my friend circle where I'm like, just cancel. I'm not going to have a thing about it, but I don't have the time to f- pull this out of you,
0: I do not understand what you're talking about. You
1: don't have friends like this, I who
0: are being vague about canceling well, plans because they you?
1: feel guilty because they know that this space has been held or like whatever. So then they want to give you like this long. I don't need to go down the yellow brick road and like learn your whole life. You know what I mean? If you have to, can just let me know you can't do it. No biggie.
0: Oh, so the elaborate explanation.
1: Yeah, and then also like, would it be too much if you? I was thinking. I don't. We're adults here. <laughs> just tell me you can't. It's not a Problem. <laughs> if I have a problem, I'll be like, hey, we've had this forever and I don't have, and so I'm not going to, you know what I mean? But like, I don't need, if I have to figure out your text mm. and then put that time into it and then be like, what do you, what do you mean?
0: Yeah. Being just clear and upfront. Yes. This own is your nice.
1: cancellation.
0: Yeah. So you feel like your friends go out of their way to create an elaborate backstory and a conversation around the canceling yeah, when they should just pull the bandit off. I,
1: I don't want to have to have a conversation about it. That's okay. what I don't want to have to have.
0: That's fair. Yeah. I don't
1: want to have to go through all your feelings on it. Now I have to put work into you canceling. That's, that's, <laughs> that's too much.
0: Yeah, that is too much. It's too much. Yeah. And I think if you cancel very close to the time you were supposed to do the thing, This is noted.
1: Yeah, that's an apology thing, but it happens. It does happen.
0: And I think if you're hospitalized, you're on a subway underground and like you couldn't emerge, I get that. But it's never the crime, it's the cover up. Exactly. So it's sort of like, how do you handle this? And so I think you have to communicate at the earliest opportunity.
1: Definitely. And just take
0: responsibility for it. Yes, this is nice. Yes. And I also think that if you cancel, then you cannot now show up for the thing. So if you told a Does friend- that happened. Yes. Yes, this happens. You're like, oh, I can't make it to your party tomorrow night. Oh, so sorry. Showing up is not an option now.
1: No, no. no. Like you canceled. Yeah. I don't, that's never happened. It happens. That would be wild. I'd be like, is this your ghost showing up? <laughs> wild things happen. No. Yes. What do they say when they show up? Like oh, I can make mind? it.
0: Oh, I'm here. Isn't everybody happy? I was able to make it. No. People are rude. I don't like that. Yeah, You could
1: say, hey, I have a thing where I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make it. Is it okay with you if we leave it open-ended? Or is this a thing where you have to know the amount of people? And if so, I'll just cancel now.
0: That's a polite way to handle something. Sure. Yeah. Give the host the option. Yeah. So
1: they know you're in a place where you're not 100% like a work thing is running late or whatever.
0: Right. That's fair.
1: Yes. So
0: I think point being,
1: canceling happens.
0: Yeah. And you should be an adult about it. Yeah.
1: But then also, if you're a person who takes things personally because something came up and that person had a legitimate excuse and they told you about it, that's on you. You can't take things personally when life happens.
0: That is also true. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just general etiquette.
1: Also, if you're a person who's used the train as an excuse every time of something, after a while, people are like- We're on to you. Yeah. Because we've all been on the train and we know what happens,
0: but that's why we leave an extra couple of minutes. All right. You heard it here first. Don't lie to Leah about being on the train. So now it's the part of the show where we take questions submitted to us from the wilderness. So our first question is, can you double dip if you're dining alone?
1: I mean, I find this obscenely, I don't even know who asked. Of course.
0: This is a real question.
1: I know, but I'm like, of course you can. Give yourself permission. Set yourself free.
0: (laughs) That's a, that's true. I do agree with you. But you will agree that there are some etiquette rules that still apply. When you're alone? Dining in a, well, you're still in a restaurant.
1: Yeah, but it's your food. Well, you can't lick the plate. Well, you could if you wanted. You're no, paying for
0: it. Absolutely. No, That, that that's, <laughs> but no, now you're just being difficult. Uh, I, please tell me we agree that you're not allowed to lick your plate if you're dining alone in a restaurant.
1: I'm not going to say you're not allowed. I'm going to say it would be weird.
0: It would not be appropriate.
1: How about if you ran your finger down it? And licked your finger?
0: No, because
1: it was so good. It's a compliment to the chef.
0: Okay, I'm we're just (laughs) we're moving along. I refuse to engage in this conversation. Everybody outside uh, that is not here right now, no, no, is the answer. But you are allowed to double dip. I agree that you are allowed to double dip chips because that's like a hygiene thing that has to do with dining with other people. Yeah, but you're still in public and people can see you. But it's your. Dip. There's nobody you're sharing it with. Yeah. No, we're on the same page about the dip. Okay. I'm not not going to argue with you about okay. the dip. I'm really passionate. It's need about to so the up about licking that. of the plate where I think our paths <laughs> diverge. Well, I wouldn't lick it. But you would not be upset if someone licked their plate.
1: I would giggle. Okay. I'd be like that person is okay. Wild. Okay.
0: Our next question. I see you
1: being like, I'm never eating in public with Leah. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's definitely been established. <laughs> oh, here's a good question that came in on our voicemail. So let's play that now. Hey, Nick and Leah. My name is Eben and I have a question about subway etiquette. So sometimes when I have a seat on the subway, I am approached by an older looking person. And the internal debate I have in my head is, do I offer the seat to this person because they're older? Or am I going to insult the person by offering them the seat because it implies that I think they're old? So where is that line? Thanks. Bye. Okay, so let's talk this one out because I don't know if there's an (laughs) obvious answer to this. What's your first impression?
1: Hey, I love this voicemail. And I feel like this person is very considerate and aware of their surroundings and thinking about people's feelings.
0: Well, yes and no, because this person really doesn't want to give up their seat.
1: Oh, I didn't read that at all. I read that they don't want the people to feel old.
0: uh, I, I got a tinge of, I would really rather not give up my seat unless I have to.
1: I've had someone give up their seat for me and it set me off for the rest of the day.
0: In a good way or a bad? A bad way. Because they thought you were what? I
1: was like, do you think I'm pregnant? Do you think I'm incapable of standing? Ah. Do you think I'm old enough that I can't stand on my legs? I just- I didn't take it well. Okay, and they very well could have just been like, "We give our seats to lady." You know what I mean? Nobody looks at me and thinks lady. That's, <laughs> that's why I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, I that's... called people. I was like, "It's over."
0: Oh, after you got off, you <laughs> got off like, the subway. and You are like, "Do you know what happened to do me, know me today?"
1: You giving their seat. do, do I look pregnant? You know what I mean? So I don't want people to feel like, "Oh, I see you, and I think you look feeble."
0: So chivalry is dead, people. N-
1: no, I still get up, but what I do is I fake like I had to get up.
0: Okay. You're like, oh, this is my stop or I've been standing. All or
1: like, oh, I just want to stretch my stretch my back a little <laughs> bit. And then I just get up as if I was getting up anyway.
0: But if you just get up and don't signal to the person that this is for you, then anybody else could just like slide well, in there. Well, then that's on them. You want an old person to be like a ninja?
1: I mean, if this person is at old where they can't sit down quickly, then I will get up. But there's a lot of people in this gray area.
0: Well, this is our caller's question. Yeah. Is what is the window of... Of age where they look old, but maybe not old enough because they could be offended.
1: Also, some old people seem very physically fit, you know what I mean? And some people just look weary and you're like, you're probably 30,
0: you know what I mean? <laughs> so it has to be old and slightly infirm.
1: Old and it looks like they're uncomfortable standing.
0: Okay, so we have to see some visible discomfort.
1: You need to look tired. Not because I don't want to give up my seat, I'm happy to give it up, but I don't want you to feel insulted. Like I looked at you and I thought you looked tired.
0: Okay, so you just have to use your judgment on yeah. that. It's a judgment or call. Or just do
1: a fake act out where, oh, I love standing up right now. And then
0: what about, well, I think if you think someone's pregnant.
1: Man, if I don't see a baby coming out, I'm not.
0: You have to be crowning in order to get <laughs> yes. your seat. Otherwise, okay.
1: sometimes people just hold weight in different places.
0: Yeah. I think you can never assume someone is pregnant.
1: I've been with women when people have asked them how, when they're.
0: When they're due. Yeah. Just perfect strangers. Yep. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. It happens. It happens a lot. That's even not even a topic. We can just settle right now. No. Never. Never. No. Nope. There is never a time to ever ask a stranger about a pregnancy.
1: Ever. Or even somebody who's not a stranger, if they didn't bring it up to you, you ignore it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sidebar. Never talk about it. So, and then for our caller... I guess one question is, does it matter what city it is? Because I think in New York City, an old person that wants your seat, they'll just come up and tell you. Oh,
1: they'll be may me sit down?
0: Whereas I guess other places are more polite. And so they'll just wait for you to offer?
1: I mean, other places you'll know who it is. Oh, hey, that's Betty from at the block. (laughs) Okay. I just know that she had her knees done.
0: There's only towns (laughs) of five people and New York City. There is nothing in the middle. There
1: is nothing in between.
0: (laughs) So for you out there, if you have a question for us, and yes, you do, send them to us through our website, where you raised by wolves.com, or you can leave us a voicemail. Or you can text us at 267-CALL-RBW. So what have we learned today, Leah?
1: (laughs) We've learned, I learned a lot about champagne.
0: Yes, that you've been doing it wrong your entire life. I've been doing it wrong
1: my whole life and I've worked in the service industry. And I think it'd be so helpful if someone, when you take a job, Teaches people. Yes, yes. Knowledge is the appropriate way to do things.
0: That's what the show is about. Yeah.
1: Yes. So helpful.
0: I learned that you feel no shame about sticking your finger across a plate and sticking your mouth. Yeah, I don't feel bad. I
1: definitely don't feel bad about that. The licking of the plate, I maybe said just because I knew that that would mortify you, but I definitely have pulled a finger and then, I mean, what if it was delicious?
0: Yeah. What if, Leah?
1: And then you wanted to savor the last bit. Okay. And your hands were clean and it's your mouth.
0: I have no rebuttal for this. (laughs) Yes. So that's our show for today, Leah.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I know you're (laughs) thinking, uh, thinking this may be a bad idea.
0: I'm going to cancel our dinner plans (laughs) for sure.
1: Unless it's a chef who wants to know how much love they're, they're getting.
0: I'm pretty sure that the chef is not aware of your table manners. Mm.
1: The chef was like, did you see that girl out there? I'm like the plate. That's how good I am.
0: Thank you, Leah. Thank you. <laughs> That's her show for today. And thank you out there for listening. If I had your address, I'd send you a hand address. Thank you note on my custom engraved social stationery. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes and leave us a review. Follow us on the social medias and visit our website, wolves.com. And now hopefully nobody will ask, were you raised by wolves? See you next time.